Hello, everybody. Uh, this week is going to be our uh, seven days of madness week. So it will be it'll be a lot of stuff. Um, we'll do a lot of radical thoughts. Um, today we're going to be talking about reshaping the world completely, like completely redoing everything and doing all kinds of new stuff. And um, yeah, so it'll be a, a big transition to see what we can do. So we will uh, we will get her started and we will see what we can do. This is the next evolution number nine, reshaping our world. All right, so the world's going through a lot of problems right now. Uh, that could go. That means starvation, famine, terrorism, factory farming, nuclear security, world health, uh, land ref, land land use reform, and climate change, and all these problems. I think really really could be prevented but it would be a very radical way to prevent them and the way i'm thinking is uniting all the countries in the world so instead of being uh hundreds of countries separated from each other we just go under one united group and uh i don't know how how it could work but it would be basically a very, very extreme version of the United Nations. And I think it'd be for the best, you know? Um, I don't think endorsing tribalism, something that was used by separate groups thousands of years ago in the BC ages, where only a few million people lived on the earth, is a good idea. There's like 7.5 or 6 billion people on this earth now. And... That's a lot of people. I don't think we should be wasting time separated and focusing on war and who can get more nukes and who has the best medical or who has the best best lifespan, who has the best education. I think we should have it all under one group. There's no reason for us to be against each other now. You know, there's no there is no reason that Russia and the United States are on the edge of another of another war because Syria is causing problems. You know, if if we were all under one government and all under one nation, Syria, the, the missiles wouldn't be needed. It, if the missiles were there, it'd be under a terrorist organization. We could take them down and it'd be fine. I mean, it, I, I think it would just make the world an easier place to live in and not be as scared for nuclear destruction. I think first world countries could help level out the third world countries uh first world first world countries like farmers they instead of focusing on these factory farming endorsements like okay farmers don't do that okay first off farmers in america are great people it's not like they're intending their food to go to factory farms but a lot of grain does do that a lot of their grain goes to that and it's just it's just a way of life you know it, it can't be prevented it's just it's just how the world works and i don't think that's the best route for us to be taking right now i don't think it's a healthy route i don't think it's a safe route and I don't think it's the it's the most viable option. Instead of going for grain, w- farmers could be focusing on making rice and other foods that could uh, be in, uh, taken in from third world countries and used to help starvation. I I just I feel like it would be such a better option. And it 
it could make the world a lot easier to live in for kids in third world countries. Like it's it's awful to see kids traveling from Mexico to the United States getting raped, getting beat up, getting crippled to death, and falling off trains because they're just trying to find better jobs and better places to live. You know that I don't think we should be cutting people like that off. Um, it's another thing I think. I think borders should be destroyed in a way. Not and again, this is borders of countries. I don't think I think we still have some type of border to prevent drugs and sex trafficking and all that stuff from from getting into different areas of the world. But I think that it should definitely be. I think the security of the border should be increased, but the borders should be changed. And that's a very weird thing to say. It probably doesn't make sense. So maybe um, like okay, here's the thing. People think the world's overpopulated. A lot of people are saying this. Uh, I think a lot of people in China think this, which is rightfully so. They have the largest – they have almost 20% of the human population in that one country. But we can fit every single human in the – we can fit every single person in the human race in the state of Texas. This is a fact. You can fit every single person in, in, in the world in the simple state of Texas. Can you believe that? That's 7.6 billion people. We could fit all of them in Texas and have a 10 by 10 meter building to sleep and eat in. That's ridiculous. That is actually ridiculous. And think how crazy the world would be if all the humans just lived in one state of Texas and that's it. The rest of the world was just untaken by humans. Now, granted, this would not work. That'd be such an overpopulated area. Texas would not survive. It'd be it'd be awful it'd be it wouldn't be fun to live in and uh farmers would have to like still live in countries in in the states like missouri kansas and california places like that where uh food will be made because not the entire human population can't just live in texas and, and survive that just that just won't work but i mean think about that that's how big the world is and the united you can fit the entire united states in the, in the country of africa and still have room to spare that's how big our world is I mean, I think open borders for travel and living. You can live wherever you want. You can travel wherever you want. But the security will have to be increased sparsely, I think. Uh, I think it'd be like a social security card, you know? Not like trekking in that manner, but like a, like a driver's license almost. It shows your record. It's just everyone has this one card. Shows their whole life on that. You can like you can have it on their phone. Something something somewhere where it won't get taken easily. Something that's password protected completely, or not even. It doesn't have to be on the phone. It can just be a card that you have to have locked up in a case, and you have to have like a four digit code. Just something easy. You know, it's not that hard to get a hold of this stuff. And it's just it shows your security code. It shows your information. If you're a criminal, if you're let's say any murders. Uh, any criminal that has done something violent or negative, negatively thought, like okay, if you have a if you have a a speeding ticket, you're fine. If you accidentally got in a, in a car wreck, you're probably okay because it's accidental manslaughter and all that stuff. But real actual criminals, you know that you know what I'm talking about, like drug smugglers. Uh, I think I think marijuana will be legalized very soon in the United States. I think it could be a drug that we we could let slide. I'm talking about cocaine. Uh, meth needs to be fixed. Missouri is the number one freaking meth capital of the world, I think, right now. Or if 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 not, it's number two, uh, for sure, because it's just a huge problem. But all these drugs, 
will stop people from from traveling, and that's that'll just be your privilege taken away. You're stuck in that one place. You can be removed from that area and put in a state where drug drug rates are down and low, and into hard, drugs are hard to get in that area, and that's where you're gonna live. And you're gonna live there the rest of your life because you chose to to be a drug smuggler and all that stuff. That's very radical to think, but maybe it uh, decreased the rate of drugs being smuggled into the country in different countries. But you know what I mean. Uh, proper security measures measures. So worldwide, a worldwide security system that shows everyone in a system shows their shows their data and all that stuff to the security people at the borders, making it to where. They won't be able to travel. So, say I have a record of being uh, like accidentally. I, let's say I didn't accidentally. Let's just say I'm a murderer. I murdered someone, and I was that was five, ten years ago. And I want to go on a vacation to Canada and drive up to Canada Canadian border. And they say nope. This is they check my security card, swipe it. Data comes up, shows I did that crime. And I was convicted guilty of it. Boom. That's it. Done. I can't travel. They say nope. Go back, and I'll be in that. I'll be sent back and shipped to that same state. I think prisons can be taken out of the equation also. I think instead of prisons, you can just have the murderers and the rapists and all those freaking convicts. You know, let's just dedicate one freaking place to the to putting those people, you know? If it's going to be a crappy – they did that – that's what Australia basically was, sadly, a long, long, long time ago. But, I mean, all the murderers and terrorists in the world, ship them to a – let's just – create an area it could be the bottom continent we could uh let's see here let's make some let's just let's just do a little, a little mock area here let's just let's do a little mock area here all right i need the world map again let's do a south african map south america map the reason i'm doing this is kind of a weird reason but you'll understand it later M map boom okay um, Argentina. So Argentina, I'm thinking is, let's see here, Argentina, let's do some research here. Argentina, boom. I'm thinking it's a pretty well-out country. Uh, but, for example, we could just have everyone in Argentina, we could move them into the United States. It'd be fine. We could move the entire population of Argentina that is clean, clean records and all that stuff, and move them to the United States. And guess what? That country can be a dedicated, uh, it can be a dedicated imprisoned country have security forces around that perimeter boom there you go now frankly that would be that's a very radical idea that's a very 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 radical idea but um i, I don't know I, I know it's a radical idea but it's at the very tip of the it's at the very tip of the south american border don't allow, allow don't allow them to have boats we'll supply them with the food and the water all they need and all that crap and they just they, that's just their duty to stay there they won't have to be in prison. They won't be locked up. They'll just be in that country, and they'll be with people who have other freaking problems like them. You know, it's it's just a price they have to pay, and that way the rest of the world can be free and all that crap. And you know, I, I think not. We probably couldn't do that. I don't want to move people from a country they love. You know, I don't want. I would never want to do that. But something in that I idea, in that shape. I don't think prisons are the best way because prisons are just becoming more and more overpopulated, and it's just it's ridiculous. I think we could do a country like have a country as a very third world country that people would not be sad to leave, and just ship all the prisoners there. You know, let them live, let them live their life out there, and um, yeah, I I don't think murderers and rapists should should be imprisoned, but I don't think they should. I don't think they should be free either. I think they should live in a country somewhere alone, split off from the rest of the other rest of the world and kept under there and they can just work in that country and have that country 
have that little area to themselves to work in. Um, nuclear security would be another big deal to work with. Um, it, it won't be needed. You know, uh, governments can dispose of nuclear weapons and just focus on nuclear energy options to help the world with um, better developments in the energy solution. You know, that I, I don't think it's a good idea for countries to have nukes. I think World War II, I think it was necessary, yes. But I don't think U.S., China, and Russia stockpiling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nuclear bombs is a good idea. I think that's a cause for disaster. And with all the nations united under one flag and under one grouping, then guess what? We'll be fine. We won't need nukes as an option. There won't be kids and there won't be old people crying in terror saying it's the end of time because some leader is going to blow us up. Well, have it to where there's a, con- a council of leaders and there'll, no- there'll be no nukes. You know, like I, I know it's not that simple. I know it's not that simple. But the fact is... I think we can make it that simple if all the countries just got together and banded together to be under one flag. I really do. War would be gone. All the countries staying united would only be fighting against terrorist cells and all that stuff. Terrorist attacks on evil. And I I know all this happening is probably a bad thing because the world is only going to get more and more populated. I think it's predicted uh, by 2023 it's gonna the world's gonna have about eight billion people instead of seven point six, and by twenty fifty five we'll have ten billion people. Like that's insane. Ten billion people on this earth, that's three billion more than we have now. That's insanity. I don't know. I think we'll have to find another viable planet to live on in the next hundred or so years, or this planet will be over it, it, the planet will finally be overpopulated. Uh land use reform, again, it will be much better. The countries can even out the populations around the world. We don't have to have we don't have to have 1.2 billion people living in India, living in famine because none of them are dying. Like India is a great country because they're very successful. They're, they have great medical technology. They're very smart. And but the problem is with when you're very smart and very it, everything gets packed in. You can move more people into the United States. 500 million. You could put. You could put 500 more million people in the United States. You could put 500 more million people in Canada. You know, Canada is a very sparse country. It's not like it's a hugely stacked country. Um, but it, the populations could even out, and the land use reform would be a lot better used for uh, natural areas that we need to keep intact and stuff. Uh, food and water would be easily transported through countries with this, and um, it just it would be such an easier way to reduce the starvation and famine in countries. You know, just m- be able, being able to move people in different countries to even out the world would be a perfect way to do, well, a perfect way to keep everything in balance uh inter- energy programs would just soar you know china united states all those all those nations can use their technology together instead of separately trying to figure out one key way um but i know all this is crazy the biggest problem would probably be a worldwide government um i don't know how you could fix that honestly uh, I think a worldwide government would be the hardest part, especially in the very radical countries in the Middle East. They have very radical laws and stuff like that. And I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to let's just look up uh, types of government. There's all kinds of them, and I, I don't know. Monarchy, constitutional government, democracy, dictatorship. I mean, there's just ton, there's tons of different forms of government. 
Um, and I don't know. Huh, I don't know. What the best way would be, what the best way to go would be. You know, I, <sighs> monarchy would, that, that didn't work the last time for us, and I don't think it'd work again. Democracy is good. I like democracy. I don't think we should have one man leading a nation, though. I, I don't think we should have one man leading the nation, you know, because that's just a recipe for disaster. And it's just, uh, I, I don't think one person can really have control of a whole nation, you know. How, how, can one, how, can, how can we really trust Donald Trump to be in charge of 300 million people? You know, surely one of those people know a little bit more than Donald Trump. I think uh, if you were to put a council in charge of the entire world, I, I feel like it'd have to be some kind of council. Council of a couple a couple hundred people. Um, it'd be like a, it'd be like a democracy in a way. So just leaders in each little town, like a governor, go from governor to mayor or mayor to governor. Sorry, and then um, have statesmen. So you'd have Congress. You'd have um, representatives of each state and country. And uh, I, I feel like there should be a council member for each country. So not not a leader. But a council member for each country that gets tons and tons of information that stuff we need, stuff we can give. So a council member from the United States says, "Okay, we have a lot of medical. We have a lot of medical uh, options we can give out to other third world countries, um, but we need more. Uh, we need more farmers, or we need more. I don't know it, and it'll cut a lot of jobs out because we won't need military members anymore. That'd be a hard way to pay." But that's another thing that'll have to go. That'll have to completely change is how the economy, how the world economy works. <sighs> Which I don't like that either. Um, uh, I think I don't know. I think I think payments could be better. I don't think I think education should be free on all bases. But I don't know how you could pay the teachers. Then at that point, it'd be tax payments. Uh, but if the whole world was was running under under one government and taxes were working under one one area of one of the whole world, I think it'd be a lot a lot easier to make that happen. Maybe. Uh, but I I I, th- I still think the council would be the hardest part because that would mean all the countries in the world would now have to adapt a new set of laws. Like it'd have to be under one set of laws in, throughout the entire world. That would mean, like, I think human rights and human legal rights, the amendments of the United States, those would have to go through all the countries, I think. Um, so your your freedom of speech, that would have to be allowed in every single country. That would be a big problem for, like, Middle East. You don't have freedom of speech. You don't even, you don't even have freedom of speech in Canada or Australia, I don't think. Uh, right to bear arms, I don't know if that would be able to be allowed. I know a lot of countries don't allow people to have guns. Japan and China are very, very strict with that. And I just I I don't know the best way to handle that situation. I think, huh, 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 sorry. I think again, that giant shift of the United Nations would really really help in uh, preventing more loss of life. And when countries don't have to worry about war uh, and not having to have thousands and thousands of military members, we put all those thousands and thousands of military members into border security and drug security and uh, homeland security. You know. And I think it'd be a a larger police force. Um, Let me Google this. How, let's see here. Uh, How many military members are there in the U.S.? Let's Google that and then we'll Google 
Okay, 1.3 million. And then let's see here. How many police officers in the U.S.? Oh my god, are you serious? That's it? That can't be it. That can't be it. That can't be right. It says there's only 1.1 million people on a full-time basis. Are you kidding me? That's it? Good God. So there's only 1% of the population of the United States actually doing, actually protecting us. That is insanity. So that's a one point. So, so we have more military members than we do police officers. So that'd, that'd be that double our security forces. So that leaves so much room for improvement in that in that area. I mean, that's insane. I did not know that. I did not know our our police force was that low. I really, uh, wow. I expected it to be around ten million or something like that. But good lord, that's crazy. I guess where I live in a town of. In a town of 4,000, there's only like six cops. And in a town of Moberly, uh, where I, another place I live, there's probably only 30 cops, maybe maybe 40, probably not even that. Probably 20 or 30, probably maybe 30, 20 or 30. That is insanity. So that so then our security forces in just the United States would double. That is crazy. Let's try China. Let's see if we can find China. Um, China military population boom let's see what their population is wow two million holy crap 2.8 million and then police population i guess they don't have a police i don't think i don't yeah i think their military is their police force though also i think i think that's what that is their police force is in the military i'm pretty sure so that's combining all that stuff but i mean it's just it's just insane i cannot believe that we're changing the subject we're i mean we're completely changing the subject but really there's only 1.1 million police officers in the united states that's insanity god dang it. even if they're off by a couple hundred thousand they're still no not close to the united states military that's insane so think how much the security could go up for the borders, you know. We could put a couple hundred thousand on the borders and be fine. Our borders would be probably safer than ever if we just did that. Uh, but so, yeah, that that's another thing. Military would not be needed except for terrorist cells. And around the world, there's just huge militaries all across the world. It's it's hard to say how, many, how much of a military yeah. irradiation has, but... All the security forces working together, I think we could make a lot of stuff work. So, uh, but yeah, I think some type of council of a couple hundred of a couple hundred members at least, probably a couple thousand, considering all the areas that need improvement and all that stuff, that would prevent uh, some leaders getting tyrannical and staying in power for long periods of time. I think maybe the council could be changed every five or ten years or something like that. Something long term. Because the world would have to vote everyone in again, so maybe five to eight years, I think, maybe for council members. Yeah, but yeah. So that's the basis of our first podcast. I think the world would be better off in a very extreme United Nations scenario.
and I think it would be a very good idea for that to happen. I think it could help the United States now. Granted, no war means more population increase, which would not which would be very rough for our world. It can only contain. I mean, if by twenty fifty five it's gonna be ten ten billion people. I mean, huh. by twenty one hundred it could be it could be fifteen billion. You know, like it, it's just crazy thinking about how populous our Earth is, and I think that'd be a big problem. We'd have to find a suitable way to to regulate population and all that for the world. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't want to regulate birth because that doesn't, doesn't seem fair. Um, I don't know. China, I think China does something around like two or three kids per person. I think that could be fair. I mean, you don't need, I don't think you need more than, more than five to six kids. I don't think you need five to six kids. That's a, just a drastic amount. If you have six kids, that's just so much work and so much happening. I just don't think that's necessary, you know. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know what, what do I know? It's a very. It's a, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I. I mean, you know, the more you talk about that, that's just regulating childbirth, and that's not right. Uh, people should be allowed to have as many babies as they want. And you know, I just. I don't know. I don't think that's the right route to take. But something would have to be done about population control. I don't know. Be a hard that'd be a hard subject to talk about, and uh, it probably wouldn't be a win-win scenario. I don't think it'd be able to 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 show a win-win scenario in that in that aspect. But I feel like if the world could, if if the Middle East and Europe and Asia and Africa and the United States, Canada, all those countries, uh, South America, if they could all work together to do to go under one government aspect and to go under uh you know one flag and work together instead of you know being in a situation where okay well is the possibility of russia attacking us like real like yeah there's a chance yeah there's a very real chance yes or like is there uh, i mean there's so many different options and it's just insane and i feel like a lot of scary questions could be erased if the world just just went under one flag and one banner and everyone just helped everyone else out you know i i feel like that'd be a realistic solution to the world problems and stuff and um i think i i really think it could be helped you know so that is today's podcast it wasn't very long today um but i have seven podcasts to do this week (laughs) i have a lot of podcasts to do this week so um i'm usually used to only doing one or two podcasts so they'll probably only be they'll probably only be like thirty minute podcasts, honestly. And um I wouldn't be it's not nothing extreme this week. Uh so this week's schedule uh will be let's see here. Alright. Uh, tomorrow will be drugs. What's legal what's worse, legal or illegal? Next will be overpopulation and farmers keeping up. Uh on Thursday we have a interview going on. We we'll have our very first uh, next evolution interview. Um, then after that will be hunting and nutrition. Uh, if it's right or not, if like for people who don't agree with hunting, for vegetarians out there who are super against hunting, I'm gonna convince you otherwise. After that will be U.S. and privileged societies, and for the United States to stop complaining about that stuff. 
Like, that'll be dealing with the white privilege being a complete myth and all that stuff. And then the day after that will be gaming news. We'll talk about God of War, Sage Decay 2, Battle Royale news, and what's next for gamers. So, hope you all enjoyed the stream. I will see you in the next 24 hours. Probably, probably, yeah. No, next 12 hours. Or, no, yeah, no, next next 24 hours, probably. I have to write my, down my next schedule, so it'll be, it'll be crazy. It's going to be a crazy, crazy weekend day. So, hope you guys enjoyed this. This has been the next evolution number nine. Reshaping in the world. See you guys tomorrow. Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, The Next Evolution Number 9, Reshaping the World. But I want to know your thoughts and your perspectives. So contact me at Twitter, at BatmansHere69, all lowercase, or on um, Facebook, same tag. It'll be BatmansHere69, it'll, BatmansHere69. it'll be on a, pay, a Facebook page, or on Instagram, uh, karate underscore kid underscore flat. Okay? Look me up. Send me messages of your thoughts on this podcast, and I'll read them out for a Reshaping the World version 2. So maybe you can make an argument for it of why it'd be bad. Make points of benefits for it if you think it'd be a good idea. Um, also, message me if you want to be on the podcast. Uh, we don't have to be together. I can just give you a phone call, and we'll do it over the phone. Get a phone call set up, and we will get it done. We'll do an interview. Tell me a little bit about you. Give me a brief history of your life, and then I will make up a list of interview questions for you, and you will get your thoughts on it, and we'll get to know more about you and how you're unique. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Please, please contact me. I want to do some more interviews. I'm going to do my first interview this week, and I'm very excited about it. But please, contact me. I want to know who my viewers are. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thank you very much. We out.